successfully launching products is on everyone's dream list, but how do you do it? How do you make sure that you line it up so that it is successful once you launch that product? I had Karthik Suresh on. He is awesome and he's done it several times before with both small companies, startups, big companies, everything you can think of. He knows exactly how to set it up. He's gonna walk us through it. He shows exactly how to make sure you can have a successful launch time and time again. Check it out. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. And welcome, welcome, Sastry in the Making. That's what you're listening to. That's what you're watching right now. I am your host, Matt Wallach. I help software companies grow and scale. And one thing that a lot of companies need to know about is successful product management, product strategy. So I'm really, really excited to introduce my special guest, Karthik Suresh. Karthik, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. Absolutely. So glad to have you here. Let me make sure everybody knows who you are, Karthik. So Karthik, he's the co-founder and CPO slash CTO at Ignition. And really, he's a product and a technology leader with experience as a founder, as an early startup hire, and a key player in defining product strategy and finding a market fit, something that we're all trying to do. Really has extensive experience building products in consumer enterprise and the data domain across early stage and established companies. And his company, Ignition, they help product marketing and product teams create more internal alignment by centralizing launch plans, assets, and execution in a single visible or visual source of truth which automates internal comms and predictably estimates whether features are on track to ship on time or not. Something that we are all trying to make sure happens. So once again, Karthik, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So tell me what's going on with you lately and what's coming up. Yeah, so a lot of things going on. I'm pretty excited, of course, about Ignition. Um, so we, we started on close to a couple of years ago and we are in a pretty good trajectory right now and my passion throughout my career has been in building products and uh, helping products and launch um so this is like very close to my heart and i'm excited to talk about that and beyond on this podcast i love it so what gave you the idea for ignition how did that all come to be <laughs> yeah so i i was at facebook um um i'm working as a pm there i was a pm on the Facebook app and then on the Facebook reality labs. And we were launching one of these products at Facebook, one of these devices. And um, the, the whole launch was done in like a spreadsheet, which had like a hundred tabs. And there was a tab to keep track of other tabs. And which obviously means nobody knew where the latest assets were, the messaging was, uh, hey, we didn't even know where the latest logo was. And, uh, you know, we used, we all used to jump into like a war room every day. And there was program managers who would go through a huge checklist, making sure that all the things are ready for the launch. And I was like, there has to be a better way to do this. And not just in uh, established companies, even at early stage companies, I've seen like a lot of the times, even early stage founders, um, sometimes struggle saying, hey, I built such a great product, but why is it not successful? And uh, and so it's just like some of the things which always like, I felt like there had to be a better way of doing this. At the same time, I met Derek, my co-founder, who used to run product marketing at Rippling, 
um, and he was at PlayStation and other uh, places before. And and we started brainstorming uh, ideas. And this became like one of the things where there's a clear gap in the market. You know, there's so many engineering tools, there's so many tools to for product road mapping, but there's no real tools dedicated to go to market and launches in general. So that's how we got started with Ignition. That's so cool. So who is this best for? Who, 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 what, what are the types of people that are using it? Yeah. So right now our, our main persona is a product marketer. Uh, typically we are the first person we talk to in a company is, is some kind of a senior product marketer or director of product marketing. Um, and typically in a, in a, in a, in a company, um, the product marketers are the, are the people who are responsible for launches. But having said that, when there are no product marketers, then PMs are the ones who do the launches. And then in much larger companies, there's project management office gets involved, there's operations. So it, and there's a, maybe GTM dedicated teams um, who might find Ignition useful. Um, but but the core persona is a, is a product marketer. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to understand because you've done it kind of for both. You talked about early stage companies, you talked about established companies. Is there a difference other than right there, the, the PM versus a, uh, maybe a product marketer doing this for you? So what other differences are there between building products at early stage companies versus larger established companies? Yeah, so that, that's a, probably a longer question. So let me spare into parts. First, let me talk about uh, just the you know difference in building products at the early stage and later stage first, and then talk about how the, the role changes between a product manager and a product marketer. Um, so from, purely from you know the, the product management perspective of building products, I think early stage product management is uh, uh, very different from late stage product management. Uh, and in, in early stage, it's almost like you need to be like a Swiss army knife. You know, you need to be a jack of all trades. You need to, and you're the one you don't have a ton of resources. You're the person who is doing customer research, who is writing SQL queries to pull analytics data. You know, you're educating, writing, enabling, you know, you're educating your sales and marketing folks. And at the same time, you're presenting to execs and engineers the roadmap. So you're doing a lot of different things on your own without a ton of resources. Um, so that's very different from a late stage company because there, you have you have all the resources you have a dedicated like user researcher a designer a data scientist but a lot of your work is is around <clears throat> stakeholder management you know um it's trying to get buy-in from executives and also other teams to get your roadmap pushed um a, a lot a lot about taking the same message and communicating at different levels to make sure the value prop of the product is very clear uh, know, and then salespeople know how to talk about that, you know, and then you, you need to get approvals from the legal privacy and other functions. Uh, and then just clearing all the blockers from for the engineering team. So a lot of the work you do around late and on, on just in building products and in late stage companies is around just making sure the stakeholders are on the same page. You're just hurting everyone in, in one, like, you know, one kind of a direction timeline and making sure you get the product delivered and you hit your KPIs and metrics. Um, so those are like very different skills. Um, I almost think like uh, it's the, the, the funny part. Uh, sometimes I hear is like, hey, I've been a VP or like head of product at Google for 10 years. 
I'm going to go crush it at a startup. I'm like, no, it's very different skills. <laughs> in fact, I'll be scared to hire somebody who had been at a large company for a really long time because the skills are so different. I almost think the other way is even better, where if you have been like an entrepreneur or in a or worked on a really small company, then it's easier to up upgrade and then go go work for a larger company than actually do it the other way around. Um, because in, in a larger the, the other thing about larger companies, um, the good thing though what you do get in larger companies, but you don't get in small companies is a scale. Like imagine being at Facebook, if you ship a product, 100 million people are going to see it the next day. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that kind of impact you don't get to have in like early stage or company. So it's it's really different as different skill sets required. So it really depends on what uh, you know you relate with. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Somebody who was at a startup, I mean, you're flexing your brain muscles every day on trying to figure out how to do this. So now we have to look at that. Now what about this over here and over here? And you're so spread thin that you've got to figure out a bunch of different things in a bunch of different areas and a bunch of different ways to solve it outside of, you know, where of a large company, you have one thing you're focused on. You've got the budget to do it probably and you just do it. And I, I, I love that. You're right. I totally agree somebody from a small company would be more likely to be successful getting into a bigger company where maybe now they have learned about all the different ins and outs and how to accomplish certain things with small teams, small budgets. Now they've got the team, they've got the budget, let's make it happen. So I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen that in your career being in both. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the other things which uh, you know, people talk about is like, hey, even in large company, you can behave like a startup, right? The incubators, you can be building a brand new product in a large company. Uh, you can be working on uh, several bets for even larger companies. And they're like, hey, you can be doing the same job in a large company as well. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's some skills which you could use, but it's not the same. In a smaller company, if you make a mistake and if you don't get product benefit, you're dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's nobody's going to pay your salary. <laughs> your money's going to run out. And in larger company, that's not going to happen. The worst thing is going to happen is like your product is going to shut down and you're just going to go to a different team. Your, your salary, your health benefits, your families, everything is going to be fine, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much at stake here. So it's just the whole mental setup you need to have is very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, well said. So uh, why are product launches so hard? What what What's so big about that? And what are the things people are, are missing with that? Yeah, um, this is this is again a, a very deep question. So I want to take some time to um, break it down. I also realize I, I didn't fully answer your previous question of the difference between a PM and PMM. So I kind of let me see if I can kind of combine Perfect. both. Um, so a lot of the times, at least in early stage companies, and even myself uh, earlier in my career, like for me, deploying a product to production was a launch, or just sending an email to all the customers I have announcing that hey this new feature is available, go check it out. That was the launch, that's it, right? Um, but that is that is not the, that is not a launch process. That's like, um, like a lot of this is because, you know, they're, they're, most of the people um, are, they don't have a ton of experience with this whole strategic planning process. And there's no concept of, okay, this is like a really major launch. There's a minor launch. There's no like a tiering system um, and and also like when you when you actually learn now like, let's look through what a launch process look like or, or just a go-to-market plan looks like right first you need to know your customers really really well right you need to do your customer research you need to really understand you know what appeals to them what pain points uh, are the most important to them uh, which your product is solving um 
uh, one then you need to define the target audience and the persona your, your ideal customer persona and who's your who's your target audience within that icp and and then you probably do some kind of a market research or a competitive research to understand how all your competitors are positioned in the market so where you can find your spot to position your product so that you can differentiate from the other competitors who are offering uh, similar solutions then once you figure out your positioning then you need to come up with the messaging like how do i convey this value prop in a very clear way which resonates with my target audience um, once you do that, there's also the whole pricing and packaging exercise you need to run through for the different features and, and packaging, package right. Um, and after all of that, you say, okay, now great. So I have my target audience, I have my positioning, messaging, pricing, all of that taken care of. Now, how do I get to these users? Where do they hang out? You know, do I target them with Google ads, Facebook ads? Do I hang out in Reddit? Do you know, are they, you know, are, are just like, you know, they meet, go to conferences? Like, where do I need to invest? So then you need to think about all the channels uh, you need to invest in to get to those audience, which you just mm -hmm. defined. And once you do that, then you need to work on these campaigns, right? You need to work with your designers and others to generate marketing assets, you generate copy, you need to generate marketing assets, and then set up all those campaigns. And then on the launch day, you need to run through a whole checklist, get approval from head of sales, head of marketing, making sure the engineers are shipping it on time, get legal approval. So it's, you know, there's nothing out of brand. Like the whole, you run through the whole checklist, and then you do the launch. Mm. So this this process is probably takes like anywhere from few weeks to few months, depending on the importance of the feature or product you're launching. So one of the main reasons which product launches fail are a lot of the times product managers complain that they're not getting enough adoption for their features, even though they think it's a brilliant feature, is because they're just not investing in a high quality launch process. Mm. Um, so that's, that's where I would say like, um, there's a huge lack of investment, especially in earlier stage companies to mid stage companies. Um, when you go to established companies, they have figured out the process. Their problems mm. are very different. They have a process. Their problem is more around like aligning stakeholders, making sure everyone is on the same page. Like for, for example, salespeople are saying this, saying one thing and the customer success person is saying another thing and the marketing message is something different Then it's a problem. So you need to align all of them to make sure they all communicate well. So it's a different kind of a problem at later stage companies. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, I mean, that that's it's so funny at different companies, different sizes, there's different problems that you face in this. It sounds like you need someone or maybe even tools that would help you. So what kind of tools can be used to make this process easier? Yeah, so traditionally, um, People have used uh, like the product marketers or RPMs have used a hodgepodge of different tools. Like they have the plan in like Google Docs or Notion or Coda, like have their template. Um, then they have all their checklist in a spreadsheet um, or an Airtable or some version of a task mm -hmm. management system like Asana. <clears throat> the designs are done in Figma. The assets are stored in Dropbox. So I think it's a, it's a whole mix of tools. Uh, and then the communications, you know, obviously whatever the, the tools they're using to send out the emails. Um, but there's no like one single tool to like basically bring all of these together in one place. So everyone knows like, uh, you know, where's the latest marketing asset, where's the latest copy, where, you know, what's the, what's the timeline for the launch plan? Because they all live in different spreadsheets and different people, to be honest. And then here's another problem is like when when, when let's say a PMM doing a launch, they change teams, there's a new PMM, they have their own new process. Maybe the old PMM use Asana, the new PMM wants to use ClickUp or they want oh. to use Spreadsheet. 
So even, even in the same company between different teams, there are different processes and tools used. So that's why I think we you know, decided to build Ignition, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, so that solves all that? That's exactly what Ignition solves is to manage your end-to-end -to -end -to go-to-market process in like one place. Everything from you know, user research, market research, building your product, you know, launching your product, deciding on, on your channels, checklists, then communicating it out to all the stakeholders, and then finally measuring the success of the launch. Everything in one place, and that's basically what we are trying to do here. I love it. I love it. So looking at your own company, uh, it sounds like you guys have done a good job of launching and getting this product going. Uh, what have been some of the, the moves that have really helped you along the way that others should follow? Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is a really great, really good question. This is a lot of questions. I'm just trying to see like there's so many things that I have in mind. Uh, I think just the first thing is like, you know, it's a cliche, but like listen to the customer, right? So, mm -hmm. There and also the listen is such a loaded word because if you just ask your friends or family that hey what do you think about this product they'll be saying yeah it's an awesome product go for it like you, you always get yes but that's not good enough they're just trying to be nice to you so listen really carefully to what your potential customers have to say uh, it shouldn't just be a yes it should be a hell yeah it's like it shouldn't be like oh when can I when can I start trying this out? When can I set this out? When, when can you show me an MVP? You should get a very different reaction. Um, you know, when you actually talk about, uh, you know, launching your product, I mean, basically like even, even building your product. Um, so I think that's the first step. It's like really, really invest in researching your target you know, customers um, and, and then really understand what's a pain point, what's a vitamin and make sure you're focusing on the pain points. Make sure once you actually build it, they will indeed use it. Um, that's something I think I didn't do well at my one of the earlier startups. And, and that's something we've been very, very deliberate uh, at Ignition. Uh, and also something which I really learned from my Facebook and other companies I've worked for before. Then the second thing is like, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's, a, there's a tendency to prematurely invest in growth uh, in, in early stage companies or even in, even in established companies for new products. You really need to understand whether do you have product market fit. Um, and what that really means for me is, do you have a good retention? Mm -hmm. For me, PMF equals a retention. Are people coming back using your product on a daily, weekly, or monthly, whatever frequency you want them to come back and use? What's your eight-week retention look like? You know, if it's a SaaS product, uh, you know, it's, is, it healthy, is it a healthy retention number? That's the only thing which matters. And you really need to wait and invest time in understanding, first, are people coming back? What frequency are they coming back? What features are they using when they come back? And that's, that's just something which is consistent across a whole cohorts of audience. It's not like week one cohort is very different from week two cohort. And only when you see this pattern repeat again and again, only then you know that, okay, you got a really good product market fit. That's when you start you know, investing dollars in, you know, in growth channels and marketing campaigns and even in product launches, to be honest. So that's the second thing I would, I would really recommend uh, people do invest before they actually, uh, you, know, in, in, you know, spend more money in, in, in uh, marketing dollars. Then the final thing I would say is, you know, hire, you know, again, another, uh, which is very well understood is like, don't compromise and hire, go for a B player, um, definitely go for, a play. Again, 
by A and A player, B player, what's fit for your company might not be a fit for other companies. It's just more for your team, your company, your market. Um, at least at the early stage, make sure you hire the the right people. In large company, it, it it's okay if people churn. You know, people come and go, and there's all there's one bad apple. But in in a in a smart company, it's going to kill it. Absolutely, you're going to be dead. So that's the the thing I would say. Well, that's awesome advice, Karthik. I really appreciate it. I think those are super awesome things to follow for everybody out there who's getting started and launching. Definitely listen to that advice. Karthik, this has been amazing. I really want to uh, thank you for coming on the show. Where can people learn more about you and Ignition and what you guys are doing? Yeah. Uh, so our website is haveignition.com. It's H-A-V-E-I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is this first name, last name. It's Karthik Suresh. And my LinkedIn handle is Karthik Suresh LBS. Um, then, yeah, looking forward to connecting with you. Okay, awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes so everybody has it. But Karthik, this has been great. Thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. And everybody out there, thank you for coming. Thanks for watching and listening. really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. You do not want to miss any amazing innovators, creators, and leaders like Karthik that are coming up in the next few weeks. So hit that subscribe button right now. And if you do have any comments, leave those comments and reviews for us. We'll be able to check those out. Thank you so much for coming and we will see you next time. Take care. We'll be right back.